have your kids and you can listen this to when somebody that they admire talks about how they got from point A to point B. Because one of the things we do a lot, we do a lot in this country, is we love the overnight success, right? We love the, oh, she just appeared out of nowhere and she really has made it big time. And I think it's really helpful for kids to listen to how those people that they admire, be it an athlete or a musical talent or a writer, have them begin to listen to how that person talks about the steps that they took to get there and how they talk about their successes and how they built on their successes. Welcome to Fluster Clucks with Lynn Lyons, where we talk about how to manage those tricky emotions that show up in all families. Serious stuff without being too serious. I'm your co-host, Robin, and I'm Lynn's sister-in-law, and I'm here to ask your questions. And I'm Lynn Lyons. I'm an anxiety expert, speaker, mom, and author, and I've been a therapist for over 30 years. Parenting can be a Fluster Clucks, and I'm here to help you find your way. And I'll even tell you what to do and what to say. So Lynn, we're still very much in the middle of summer, but our listeners in other parts of the country are very much deep in back to school season. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to give all our listeners a little bit of a calendar in that we're going to finish off season four until we go back to school in New England after Labor Day. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start season five, which is kind of crazy. Season five. And we've got some fun things planned for season five. We do. We've been making a list. Oh, I can't wait to do an episode on that and that and that. Yeah. All summer I've been writing down, oh, I got to do an episode on this. I've got to do an episode on this. Oh, this is a great, I can't wait to tell Robin about this. So we're excited about it. Just a reminder also, we do have a link in our Facebook group where you can submit listener questions because we will definitely do some listener question episodes in the fall as well. Mm Mm-hmm. But today we're getting almost to the end. This is number six of seven of your anxiety disruptors. You call them the puzzle pieces. Mm -hmm. So tell us what number six is. So number six is we're going to build back to your successes. And another way I talk about it is building reminder bridges. Because one of the things that anxiety is really good at doing is making you amnesic to your successes. And so how it comes up with parenting is that you've got a child who's worried about doing something. Maybe they were afraid to go somewhere or do something. You finally get them to do it. Maybe you listened to our previous puzzle piece and you created some fun little motivational rewards. You finally got them to do it. And you're like, yay, we're over that hump. And then the next time that they're met with a challenging situation, you see the same resistance or the same worry show back up again. What we want to make sure we're doing is we're helping kids stay connected, not only to the content of their successes, which, as you know, is not the important part for me, but how did they do it? How did you get yourself to do something that you didn't feel like doing, and what was the result of it? This is one of the puzzle pieces that I like because it's really applicable to parenting in general. It's just applicable to being supportive of your kids and to amplifying their strengths. Sometimes we can get so caught up in pointing out what they're doing wrong, or we can get so caught up in our worry about what they're not doing. Are they meeting that developmental stage? Or they're supposed to be reading at this level, or they're supposed to be able to do this. This is a time for you to really revel with your child in the successes that they've had. 
I talk about this a lot in terms of the school year. So say it were the end of the school year, I might say to teachers that I'm presenting to, I want everybody to do an exercise with their students where they say, what was something that you didn't know how to do at the beginning of the school year that now you've got it down, right? Easy peasy. What was something you were worried about in September and now that it's April or May, whoop, easy peasy. We can do that at the end of summer as well. Now's an opportunity to say to your kids, what was something that you learned this summer? What was something you did this summer that maybe you were a little nervous about? What was something new that you figured out how to do? Did you jump off the high dive? Did you go away to camp for the first time? Did you learn how to change your guinea pig's cage by yourself? Maybe you got your babysitting certification and you started babysitting. Take a little time, have a little review with your kids now that we're getting toward the end of the summer and talk to them about the things that they did and the successes that they had. And then in addition to that, I want you to ask them this question. How did you go from not knowing how to do something to knowing how to do it? Ooh, boom. (laughs) That's brilliant. Oh, well, thank you. What were the steps that you took? You can have this conversation. And if they say, I don't know, I don't know, you use yourself as an example. So you say, well, at the beginning of the summer, I didn't know how to do this and this and this. And now look, I figured it out. I perfected my backstroke or I learned how to, what do you learn how to do in the summer? I learned how to play pickleball or whatever. Kayak. Kayak, right. I learned how to put the tent up when we went camping. And then you say, so this is how it started. So at first, remember when I first tried to put the tent up, oh my gosh, it was such a disaster. And I even had a cry feeling. I felt like I was going to cry. I felt so frustrated, but I stuck with it. And the last time we went camping, I put that tent up, not completely without frustration, but I know how to do it now. You talk to them about how they went from not knowing to knowing. And then you also can say at this point, you know, we're starting a new school year pretty soon. You're going to be starting third grade or you're going to be starting middle school or you're going to be starting your junior year. And I want you to think right now about what you learned about yourself this summer that's going to help you when you come up against something. And I want you to write it down and we're going to put it somewhere so that when you're taking that geometry class, when you've got to write this personal narrative, when you've got to get on the school bus, We're going to have this little letter that you wrote to yourself that encourages you and reminds you of how you were successful. Because when kids are worrying, they absolutely disconnect from this part of themselves. Absolutely. Like it's a little love letter that you write to yourself, a little encouraging letter that you write to yourself. I think I'm on to something, but let's take a break and we'll come right back and talk about it. Do you think seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one? And then, like, when do you have time to meet with them? Try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. 
It's in-network with most major insurers. There's no need to commute to appointments. You won't miss time at work or have to line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace lets you send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. Therapy can help you shift your perspective and find tools to cope in difficult times. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and much more. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash Fluster. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Fluster to get $80 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com slash Fluster. How are those New Year's resolutions going? Well, many are destined to fail. But lucky for you, here's one easy resolution idea that we gave you that we can all make and it will make your life easier. It'll be kinder to our planet and it will transform the way you do laundry in 2024. And that is switching to EarthBreeze. EarthBreeze looks like dryer sheets, but it's ultra-concentrated laundry detergent and it couldn't be easier. You just throw a sheet in with your laundry in any temperature and you watch it dissolve in any wash cycle hot or cold. There's no measuring, there's no mess, there's no fuss, there's no wasteful plastic jug. EarthBreeze fights everyday stains and odors, giving you an amazing clean every time. The best part is you'll never run out again thanks to EarthBreeze flexible subscription that you can adjust, pause, or cancel at any time with no hidden fees or penalties. And you'll save a whopping 40% when you subscribe. Shipping's always free, and it comes in a slim cardboard envelope that saves a ton of space. So switching to EarthBreeze won't only make laundry day easier for you, but it will also be easier on the planet. So help me make plastic jugs a thing of the past. And if EarthBreeze doesn't end up being the 2024 update of your dreams, you don't even have to return it. Just let them know it's not for you and you'll get a full refund, no questions asked. Get started with EarthBreeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash flusterclucks. That's earthbreeze.com slash flusterclucks for 40% off your subscription. Okay, let's get back to this conversation. I love what you're saying about it's forcing them to understand that there was a beginning and an end with a new outcome that they learned. It's encouraging skill building Mm -hmm. and how to do something. Because it's making me think about something that we talked about in the anxiety audit and a few other episodes. It's creating a habit that is going to prevent global thinking. Mm-hmm. That's right. Global thinking, just as a reminder, is when you paint the world with a broad brush. When you're being global, you say things like, oh, I'll never figure this out, or I always screw this up, or nobody understands me, all those big words. And parts and sequencing are the opposite of global thinking. You're exactly right, because what you're saying is, say your child has a great success, right? Because we can be globally successful. Oh my gosh, you did so great on the swim team this year. And then having them break it down. How did you do that? What went into that? That skill of sequencing, that skill of breaking things down into parts, that skill of recognizing how you went from step one to step two to step three, All of that is incredibly affirming. It allows kids 
to really recognize the skill of building on something one step at a time. That's a fabulous point. I love this because you highlight these emotional skills. They're not readily obvious with how important and beneficial they are. But if you have a pattern where you are always understanding your successes by breaking them up into parts, it gives every child that opportunity to just go habitually to that process Mm -hmm. to help them through every challenge that they face. And it's an interesting thing too that it reminds me of is that helping your kids see the steps that you take to build towards success. It's not about perfection. It's not about doing everything perfectly. It's about handling the stops and the starts and the missteps and the mistakes. Have your kids, and you can listen this too, when somebody that they admire talks about how they got from point A to point B. Because one of the things we do a lot, we do a lot in this country, is we love the overnight success, right? We love the, oh, she just appeared out of nowhere and she really has made it big time. And I think it's really helpful for kids to listen to how those people that they admire, be it an athlete or a musical talent or a writer, have them begin to listen to how that person talks about the steps that they took to get there and how they talk about their successes and how they built on their successes. A lot of podcasts that I listen to where they're interviewing celebrities and things like that, particularly the more long form podcasts, get into this. And I love hearing people who are really good at what they do talk about how they got good at what they do because it didn't just happen. Sometimes young people will ask me, they'll say, well, I really want to be like you. And I say, well, what do you mean like by that? Because there's a lot of things about me that you really don't want to be like, but what are you talking about? And they say, well, I want to be a speaker. How did you learn to be a speaker? Or I want to write a book. How do you write a book? And I say to them, before I wrote my first book, I was in practice for 20 years. Before I gave my first talk, I had worked really hard on figuring out what I was going to say. It's a process of building and paying attention to those successes. And I think that's a really important thing for kids to hear too. We have to keep them connected to their successes. Now, this doesn't mean, by the way, this doesn't mean that you consistently tell your child that every single thing they do is wonderful and they're amazing and they never do anything wrong because that creates a sense of entitlement that's not helpful. But you want them to think about how they made those steps, what were the struggles along the way, What do they feel most proud of? That was a question I was having kids answer a lot during the pandemic, actually, and probably talked about it in previous episodes. You probably remember, Robin, where I would say, what are you most proud of? What do you feel like you handled well? Because during the pandemic, a lot of things were going kind of crappy, as you recall. Connecting kids to their successes, reminding, having them build those reminder bridges back, an enormously helpful skill for kids. Because worry doesn't like that at all. Worry wants you to worry. It wants you to focus on the negative. It wants you to pay attention to the failure. And as Robin, you so brilliantly pointed out, it wants you to go global with the negativity. We want to break it down, connect, connect, connect. It's building over time the development of skills to step in, to take further risks, to push yourself a little bit farther. That's the opposite of what worry wants for sure. Since modeling is such a big part of this approach, and really anything, because they copy what we do, even if we don't want them to, how do you model this skill for your kids? 
Yeah, such a good question because kids are listening and watching all the time. Let me start by saying this is how you don't model this for your kids. Think about your self-critical dialogue that you engage in. So think about the way you talk to yourself and think about how you even talk to yourself out loud. Oh, God, I am so awful at this. Oh, I suck. Oh, my God, I can't believe I did that again. Oh, my gosh, right? The more that you criticize yourself when you're making mistakes, the more that you're showing kids how to do that, you're giving them a language to do that. So you want to pay attention to your own self-criticism. And the way you model it for your kids is you can just say offhandedly. It's not like you have to have a parade every time you do something great. Say you're getting ready to go do something. You're like, oh, gosh, I've got this really important meeting today at work. I'm so nervous about it. Okay, all right. I just got to talk myself through. So here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm saying to myself. All right, you know you're going to feel a little nervous before. I'm going to make sure that I don't have too much coffee because that really jacks up my energy in a not so great way. I'm going to blast some music in the car on the way to work this morning. I'm going to sing my favorite songs. And then I'm going to go into that meeting. I know I'm going to feel anxious, but I also know because I remember this about myself, once I get started, I feel fine. So that's my process. That's what I'm going to do. You can talk about it in that way, but throw things out there for your kids that you are doing in your life. Oh my gosh. I remember when I was first starting to get my driver's license, I was really nervous about driving or I remember when I first was going off to camp, or I remember when I first started high school, I remember when I first started third grade. And then you say, and then I learned this, and then I figured this out, and gosh, it took a while. So you start talking to them about that sequencing, both in your own life and then in your, you know, making connections back to things that you did in the past so you can show them that process. And as I say this, I also want you to still abide by the rule of talk 85% less So just throw it in there, but don't give them like an hour lecture about how you were able to get through your geometry class. Yeah. I think highlighting our mistakes is also really important. Mm -hmm. I made this mistake, but it was good because I then learned this and did this instead. I mean, just verbalizing that must be very important too, right? Yeah. You just want to let your kids know that life is full of making mistakes learning things, figuring out things as you go. And the whole point of this, the key part of this is that worry and anxiety disconnect you from your successes and they will cancel them out. They say things like, well, that doesn't count. Or I did it that one time, but I won't be able to do it again. When people are consistently anxious, when they don't have a lot of confidence, when they don't step into things, they see their successes as flukes. They see their successes as good luck, that they were just lucky that they did it that way, or that everything had to come together perfectly for them to have the success. And that's why talking through it in that way is really helpful, because they can see the action that they took and the steps that they took that allowed them to get where they were. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't just luck. It wasn't a single episode or a a particular circumstance. 
So the more that we help kids connect to the process of developing and building success, the more we're doing the opposite of what anxiety demands. That's prevention, people. And remember, when we're preventing anxiety, we're also preventing depression. How do you recognize what you did that got you to that place? Let's take a break and talk more about that. I am really working on improving my diet by making sure that I get the best quality products, organic foods, and I really want to make sure that I'm not using harsh chemicals in my home. Thrive Market is my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials. The convenience of getting everything online and then quickly shipped to my doorstep, that is a huge time saver. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. I can use their filters to suit my lifestyle needs. So maybe you're looking for organic snacks for your kids, or maybe you're gluten-free. As a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single grocery order. You will too. On average, I save over 30% each time. They even have a deals page that changes daily, always has some of my favorite brands. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash flusterclucks for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash flusterclucks. Thrivemarket.com slash flusterclucks. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. So when you're a parent, you're going to have your fair share of big talks with your kids, right? About all sorts of big topics. One of those big talks should involve money. And Greenlight can help with that. Greenlight is a debit card and a money app that's made for families. It allows you to do instant money transfers. You can get real-time notifications of spending. You can manage chores. You can automate allowance. I know with my kids, we really wanted to help them see the cause and effect, right? If you spend money now, you're not going to have it later. If you earn money now and you save it, maybe you can put it towards some big purchase that you're looking forward to. This is called financial literacy, and it allows kids to build independence, to learn how money works, to make them better savers, better spenders. The Greenlight app also comes with an in-app financial literacy game. It's called Level Up, so that kids can build money confidence through videos, bite-sized challenges, mini games, and more. More than 6 million parents and kids use Greenlight to learn how to make responsible financial choices. So stop putting off the money talk and start putting your kids on the right path. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash fluster. That's greenlight.com slash fluster to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash fluster. Okay, we're back. I love this puzzle piece. I think it's so profound because I would like to point out you and I are kind of boss women types. 
we acknowledge we have successes. It's not hard for us to acknowledge like, yay, this happened, or I did this. You know, you've been a competitive athlete since you were a little kid. There are listeners, I have a feeling though, where the mom hears this and she is that mom who says, my success was a fluke. Mm. What do you say to that mom or dad? So one of the most wonderful things that you can do for yourself is to think about the person in your life that loves to hear about your successes. And some people are raised that that's bragging, that you're not supposed to toot your own horn, particularly women. There are a lot of messages that we get as women that we're supposed to be demure and oh, right? You have to find the person in your life. I've got a few of them in my life. You're one of them, by the way. And then I've got some wonderful friends and my parents also, where they want to hear you brag. And that's one of the things I actually do in sessions with families is I say, everybody right now, this is there's nobody else here. It's just us. And I want you to brag to me about what you did that you are so proud of. I want you to tell me what made you grin from ear to ear that you were so, so proud of. Everybody needs a person in their life that they can unabashedly brag to about something that they did that they feel so proud of. So find that person, cultivate that connection because you you are offering your successes and I want everybody to have somebody who just says, oh my gosh, I am so happy for you. That allows us to not only keep those wonderful connections, but to be able to show your kids that you can fill yourself up with the joy that you create and the successes that you have. That's an amazing thing to show your kids. It's not really about bragging in a way that is negative. It's really just taking an opportunity every once in a while to say to somebody who loves you so much, look what I did. And for you as a parent to model that for your kids. People talk to me all the time. They go, how do I increase my kids' self-esteem? Let them feel good about the successes they have. Yeah, that's what I'd want for all of you listening is that you have that person. Because I have people in my life that I just treasure because of that. It's interesting you say that because obviously we, we in fact are one of those people for each other. But here's kind of an interesting question. That's the Z. There was an A. It's not like when I met you when I was dating your brother. <laughs> it was like, let me tell you about myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So there is yeah. even a process of that trust and vulnerability that enables you to share success with yep. someone. That has to be a process. If I were to think, well, how did we get there? Right? Because it's like if it's your a parent or a sibling, right? But it's like it's someone who you haven't known your whole life. How do you get there? Right. And I think that that's an interesting point. We had a conversation in our family recently about this, about talents. And like, say you have some people in the family Mm -hmm. with like a really like big talent that not everyone else has. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've always talked about, and this is sorry for the nerd alert. Okay, I'm ready. If you've got old enough kids, you think about the Lord of the Rings and you think about this posse of the swordsman and the archer and, you know, wizard. 
you think of like a really powerful group of people, but they all had a special talent. And so I've always talked to my kids Mm -hmm. about their friends, like friendship. There's no contest in friendship, like embrace your friend's talents because then you become a really powerful group, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) That can defeat Mm -hmm. the eye of Mm -hmm. Sardon or whatever his name was. I'm not that nerdy. I don't remember his name, but you know what I mean? It's like learn to embrace the skills of other people. Well, and I think as you're thinking about how do you develop that connection that you can talk about your achievements, talk about, you know, what you're proud of. I think one of the things when I think about the people who allow me to do that and the people that I feel comfortable doing that with, they made it very clear that they were happy to hear that from me without even me telling them. They might say, hey, I saw that you're doing this thing or I heard about this thing, and I am so proud of you. I am so happy for you, without me even saying it. And that just sort of opened the door to me being able to share my successes. So we can model that for our kids. We can model that in friendships. You can be that person to somebody else and show them that they can be that person for you. It's a great point, because if you're someone listening and you say, I don't really know that I have that person, well, go be that person mm-hmm. for somebody else. That's your starting point. That's point A. There's a, a friend that I have that I don't see very often, but I've known her for years. And she lives in my town. And when she sees something, like she sees something in the newspaper about, you know, maybe your child hit a triple in a Little League game, or when my son was writing for the paper and his stories were getting the byline, he was doing his internship. She would text me and she would say, I saw this and this in the paper. That's such wonderful news. I'm so happy for you. It is one of the kindest things that somebody can do. She just says, like, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. And she is that person. It's just one of the kindest things that this person sees something out in the world and she acknowledges it and she expresses her delight in my success, or she, she expresses her delight in seeing my children in the newspaper or something. It's just a wonderful quality to have. It reminds me of it's the polar opposite of very often the office colleagues bond only through the filter of complaining mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or students, right? Classmates, like let's, let's talk because we're going to complain. Yeah. Let's talk because I see you and I see what you did and I think it's amazing. That's a much better introduction to real connection. It is. Yeah. We really can find a way to celebrate the successes of other people and celebrate the successes of our children. We don't have to worry if we do it in a way that's genuine, if we do it in a way that is kind, if we do it in a way that allows them to feel good about it. It's not teaching them, like I said, to be entitled. It's not giving them the message that everything they do is wonderful, that they're special in a way that they're better than somebody else. But it's those little acknowledgements. To get a text from a friend that says, hey, I saw your son's article in the newspaper and that's really great that he's writing for them. It was fun to read. It's just kindness. It's just sharing in somebody's successes. Yeah. I have colleagues that are really, really great at doing that. And I try and do it with other people as well. It's a worldview that you can create if you don't currently have it. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. 
And if you come from a family that was really critical of each other or critical of other people, if you came from a place of lack. Who do you think you are? Right. Who do you think you are energy, which is very, very common. Yep. All right. So next we have one more anxiety puzzle piece that is one of the big disruptors left. So tease us. Yeah. What is number seven, Lynn? Mm -hmm. To tie it all up, take action on your plan. That should surprise none of you. Talk, talk, talk. Now we're going to do, we're going to put it together, take action on your plan. I'm going to talk about how you create a plan. And all of this, I've been talking about how to create a plan step by step by step. This is just a little bow to tie it all together. Yeah. And let me just tell you that one of the talents I have that my nephew, when he, he's now in his 30s, is he 30? But when he was very little, my sister was talking to him about all the different talents that people had. And he said, yeah, and like Aunt Linny, she's got her whistling. That's right. Your talent is whistling. <laughs> yeah. So he was really impressed by my whistling. So see, everybody, we all have something. He's got some impressive whistling talents himself now. Yeah, he does. He's got a lot of talents. He's a pretty amazing person. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you for the seventh puzzle piece. Enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy the sunshine. Get outside and play, 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 play. So join our Facebook community so you can ask Lynn a question and connect with our listeners. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Fluster Clucks. Bye, Robin. Bye, Lynn. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.